Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us for session 18 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. I'm A.B. And today we are going to uh, give some grades out. We're going to play teacher here. Well, I wouldn't say teacher. I'm not teaching anybody anything about hockey, but um, maybe uh, evaluator. How's that sound? That that sounds a little bit better. (laughs) So we're going to give, so we're 20 games into the season uh, as of last night at recording against Columbus. And we're going to give some grades for the quarter mark of the season. Uh, we'll also recap the three games that happened this past week. Uh, the Edmonton game, the Tampa Bay, uh, I don't even want to call it a game, but whatever we want to call it, and then the Columbus game. <laughs> and then we'll preview the upcoming games this coming week, and uh, we'll wrap it up. So uh, first things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon as members of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. Sports gambling is on its way. Sign up for DraftKings Sportbook and use code THPN when doing so to score some bonus bets. Also, Raycon, uh, I understand that Black Friday has passed, but their quote-unquote early Black Friday sale, I guess it's post-Black Friday or Cyber Monday or I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it's still called the early Black Friday sale. It's still happening through the end of the month, so you can still take advantage of it through uh, November 30th. So do that quickly uh, before time runs out. Raycon.com slash THPN, 20 to 50% site-wide. And then we're also partnered with SeatGeek. So you can get on SeatGeek. First-time ticket buyers can use promo code Sessions. Uh, that's one word, no space between Kaniac and Sessions, to score $20 off your first ticket purchase. So please remember that and use that. All right. A.B., how you doing, buddy? Doing great for all the UNC fans out there. Big old, <laughs> big old L to all y'all. Uh, Wolf Fat got a huge win. Um, if my voice sounds a little bit different, I'm dealing with some uh, power issues, uh, in the regular, uh, place where I record. So right now I'm currently on, uh, headphones and my laptop, but, uh, ready to get into these. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So ready to get into these grades right on. If, yeah, if AB randomly cuts out, then we might have to have him go charge his AirPods real quick so we can see you should have bought Raycon. That's what it is, yeah, AB. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, yeah, definitely. 32-hour battery really life. Large. 32-hour battery life. Isn't there a life, sale? AB. And we can use our promo code yeah. to get some money off. Yeah. All right, I might doing? have to invest. What are you doing uh-huh. right now using AirPods? Clearly, Raycon's the better, clearly Raycon's <laughs> the better deal right now. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get into these game recaps. So. 
the game, what was it, Wednesday night, the 22nd, uh, we inv- uh, we welcomed Edmonton, uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the debacle of the Oilers into PNC Arena for this Wednesday night game. Um, before we cover this, I was uh, something funny about this is I was driving to the arena that night, and I happened to um, – check well this sounds awful but i looked at my phone um and i happened to see a 99.9 the fan put out this like um this like advertisement for Stormwatch with adam gold you know pregame and it said hurricanes versus houston i don't know if anybody saw that but i was like what is this and like everybody started like quote tweeting it and they finally deleted it but i thought that was hilarious um not the houston oilers the edmonton oilers so anyway this game was uh this first period was great ab uh 100 percent. i mean the canes were all over the oilers in the first period Scoring four unanswered goals. Jesper Foss, Jack Drury got his first finally. Um, or wait, was that his second? No, I believe that was his first. Uh, no, Tara that was Vinen, his first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara Vinen and Jarvis all scored in the first period. And and once they hit that first goal, it's like they just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Um, I couldn't believe it. It was, uh, it was wild. And then finally – Late in the first period, Zach Hyman scored on an Edmonton power play to make the score 4-1 uh, at the first intermission. Second period, Martin Natchez got going late uh, in the period. I'm sorry, Martin Natchez got going, and then late in the period, Matthias Ekholm. Matthias, 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 whatever. I had it right the first time. <laughs> Matthias Ekholm scored uh, on a shorthanded goal to make it 5-2. Um, I believe this was also the period that uh, Ajo had his goal taken off the board due to an offside. Uh, so I think that's right. Yeah, so uh, because of that, we end the second period at 5-2. Then the third period, uh, Edmonton made it a game uh, with a tip out in front of the net from Zach Hyman again that made it 5-3. Then uh, pulled the goalie. At this point, Stuart Skinner had already been pulled in the first period and replaced. Um, goalie skates off I the ice. I think it was Pickard. Pickard was in goal. Yeah, Pickard. Right. Calvin right. Pickard. Yeah, that's right. So they pull him late in the third, and Brent Burns sinks the empty netter from almost probably – it had to have been like 190 feet away. He just flips it up across the neutral zone, and it lands and, and slides right in. Backhanded, uh, backhanded. That's right, backhanded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that finished off the Oilers six uh, three. AB. This was just it was a great night. Uh, Edmonton did make it interesting. There was there was a point in the, you know, when it was five three, where I was like, you know what, these guys can score at will. Um, surely we won't be going to overtime or, or take a loss in the third period. But uh, it was a good game. Uh, got the win. It's always it's always nice to beat Connor McDavid. Uh, well, I didn't I didn't have my phone on me. I actually was at a um, a Thanksgiving uh, a family friend event and I didn't have my phone on me. 
So I, I finally, I have my watch. I have my watch, but uh, it doesn't work. And uh, unless your phone's with, with updates, you? And, yeah, unless my phone's with me. So a buddy of mine came up to me and he was like, "Hey, are you? Do you see the game?" I was like, "No." It's like we we're up four to one. I was like, "Okay, well, it's better than last year when we played uh, Phoenix uh, or Arizona or whatever when we lost to them uh, yeah. last year really bad." Um, but I watched the highlights. I mean, we were just all over that game. Everybody played phenomenal. 15 Canes players had at least one point. Yeah. At least one point. I mean, we were just all over the place. We looked great. Uh, Ronta, however, did. I think that uh, 15 Canes players, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the highest since relocation, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure, but. I mean, no complaints. Both uh, Jarvis and uh, Teravainen had one goal and one assist, and Jalen Chatfield had two assists. Uh, Ronta, however, did leave the game early for a uh, precautionary reason. Uh, I, I think it had to do with an injury, and uh, Coach Etkoff finished the rest of the game, but we'll uh, talk about how maybe we should have started Coach Etkoff in the next game. Yeah. But, yeah. All around looked really good, but uh was nice to get a win. Edmonton is struggling. Uh their goaltending situation is awful. Um and their defense uh is not very good this year and they've been playing you know, it was good to get a win. And what they have ever since they hired that new coach, they've gotten a lot better. So I mean I expect them to, you know, put some more points on the board, but and anyways, it was good to get a win, and um, but this next game was something else. Yeah, so Tampa Bay, right? So this this game was uh, Friday night, uh, day after Thanksgiving, and this is you know this was just you left this game feeling like this was one of the worst Canes performances in recent memory. Um, at the surface, right? 8-2 loss to Tampa Bay in PNC Arena. Uh, and it just, you know, at the surface, like I said, at the surface, it looks like one of the most horrible games that the, the Hurricanes have ever played. But if you if you kind of take a step back and you really examine the game, it comes down to like two things. It comes down to the third period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes down to, you know, the third period and the total collapse after, you know, <laughs> just, I mean, you know, I, here's what it was. The third period collapse and then special teams. That's what it boiled down to, because I thought that for the first two periods and especially at five on five, I thought they played well. I mean, we ended the first period at one zero. And. Tampa only had one shot on goal at the end of the first period. And it was a um, it was a flip from the neutral zone uh, into Tampa's offensive zone that kind of slid in on Ronta, and that's the only reason that it counted as a shot on goal. Um, and that was the first period. I mean, I even tweeted out from the, from the podcast account, like, what a dominant period. Keep it up, right? And then we come out in the second and just <laughs> – Svetch takes a stupid penalty, and there started the downfall. Um, you know, Tampa scored three power play goals in a row. 
I feel like it was almost immediately, like within the first, definitely the first half of the second period, to take the lead. Um, just to note that this was this was the return of Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, it was his first game back since his surgery, and I mean, you couldn't tell. I mean, he didn't have any rust. Ab, Mm-mm. no, so not at all. Um, yeah, so. I was hoping that, you know, he'd be take him a game or two or three or whatever to kind of get going and we could just pepper some shots by him. That wasn't the case. Uh, but Steph Nason would score our lone goal in the first period in that excellent first period. Um, and then, like I said, in the second, Tampa followed with three power play goals in a row. Uh, Bunting would be able to uh, make it 3-2 on the power play heading into the third period. But then, um, you know, at at the second intermission, you felt like they were still in the game. Yes, Tampa just came out and blasted three power play goals to make it 3-2 or make it 3-1, and then we answered with two. So you're like, okay, we're still in the game. We can, you know, buckle down in this third period, get a couple goals, win the game, or draw overtime or whatever. That just wasn't the case. Uh, Tampa came out in the third ended up scoring five unanswered to uh, to ride out a Raleigh with an 8-2 win. Just absolute gong show uh, in that third period. Um, yeah. What do you think, A.B.? <laughs> I turned it off after we went down 5-2, to two and I, I was looking at my phone, and I was like, they kept scoring. I was like, are we pulling the goalie constantly? I mean, what's going on? And I was looking, and I'm like, there are no empty net goals. Uh, they shouldn't have started Ronta in the first place. I, 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 There was nothing positive to say about that game. I, it was definitely the worst game that I have ever watched um, in recent memory. Uh, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't – I don't know how many times I went on the power play, and I think – gosh, I think they may have scored four out of their eight goals on the power play. So – It was like four or five or four, four or six, yeah. something like that. Something like that. I don't know. And Kucherov had a six-point night, and Brady Point had a hat trick and two assists. So, if you have a fantasy team, it was great for you. But, you know, if you're a Hurricanes fan, you know, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I so I was there. I was in the building, but um, and y'all can judge me all you want to, but they Tampa hit that sixth goal, and I left. It was like at the ten minute mark, you know, ten minute mark of the third period. I left, y'all. I got a two hour drive to the house toward Wilmington. I was like, man, I, and plus it was an eight. Was it? Yeah, it was an eight o'clock start at that. So I was like, man, I'm not. I'm not going to stay here and get home at one a.m. for this garbage. So like. I just I walked out. So judge me if y'all want to. I don't really care. <laughs> but, I would have done the same thing, and I live like <laughs> a couple minutes away from the arena. So yeah. But one of yeah. our buddies likes to stay there, and you know, like is just like you have to sit there through the bad and good times. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be here. If we're down six or seven to two, I mean, look, it out. If I don't have a drive, or the drive doesn't matter, or whatever, I'll sit there and watch it. But you know, shoot. And I had to go the next morning. I had to wake up and go uh, watch the Ohio State-Michigan game, which was another – at my sister-in-law's house, which was another two-hour drive. So I was like, okay, 
I'm going to get home, sleep seven hours, and get up and drive two more hours. So I was like, nope. And I wasn't even going to go to the game Friday night until I found out Vasilevsky was starting. And I was like, I got to go witness this. So whatever. Uh, Enough of that Vasilevsky. I mean, he is. Didn't miss the beat, but. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on because I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Yeah, so this this one this is a good one to talk about here. So the Columbus last night as of recording, um Sunday, I guess Sunday evening, I guess five o'clock puck drop. So against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So Piotr Kachekov got to start, uh, which I think he should have probably started Tampa given Ronta was pulled in the Edmonton game for uh, precautionary reasons for an injury or whatever, but that's beside the point. So Cooch would get the start in net. Uh, no changes were made to the lines um, at the start of this Columbus game compared to the previous game against Tampa Bay. I know you really didn't agree with that, did you, A.B.? No, I thought that was stupid, but clearly uh, everything worked out, but I just didn't think that was a smart move uh, looking at everything that happened. Well, through two periods, I mean, nothing, I mean, nothing was really getting, there was no really scoring high danger scoring chance. I mean, I think we had like four or five through two periods, or maybe that was the, the count for the whole game, but um, you know, just nothing, no scoring chances on, on really either side um, through two periods. I think so Rod made actually made a change at the end at the second intermission uh at the start of the third period he flopped or not, sorry not flopped flipped Andrei Svechnikov and Tavo Teravainen uh, he moves Svech up to Ajo's line and uh bumped Turbo down to Kokanyami's line which ended up working out because Turbo had the primary assist on KK's goal uh to open scoring for Carolina and then Ajo would have the primary assist uh, on Svechnikov's game winner. So that totally worked out. The Canes would, though, or excuse me, Columbus would score two in a row uh, in the third period from Marchenko and Johnny Gaudreau. And then the Canes would go on to score three unanswered. So there was the Kokanyemi goal, the Brady Shea goal, and the Andrei Svechnikov beautiful master finally finally uh that was his first goal of the season and the first goal since march 9th against philadelphia last season Mm. um so svetch just looked like like he scored that goal and you could just see the weight lifted from his shoulders i mean the crowd Mm -hmm. went nuts that's probably the loudest point so far this season inside PNC maybe opening night uh was a little bit louder but definitely the loudest goal that I've heard um and then you know he was the first star bench interview was great Svetch loves Carolina Carolina loves Svetch so um yeah great game good come from behind win I'm super I was super glad they closed it out in regulation and didn't let it mm-hmm. drag on to overtime but what are your thoughts now I'm I'm glad that they came back, uh, but you never like to go down two to nothing. Um, yeah. 
when I saw two to nothing, I thought, okay, this may be it because the way the team has been playing this year. Um, but everybody looked good and Spetch, like uh, when he got that goal, it just felt like he was just, just the voodoo, just (laughs) everything has just like gone away. And, um, actually when, uh, the hurricanes, they tweet out, you know, like their first goal. And I tweeted it out in the second period. I was like late, but KK, then he scored. And so I, I said like, Oh y'all haven't DM'd me yet. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, if the Canes app and has listened to this, I'm still waiting for my signed puck. Probably didn't get it, but and your great clips gift card. Yeah, yep, and my gift card. But Kochekov looked good. Uh, Shea, KK's fetch, they scored. Everybody looked good. Um, I just don't want to, you know, come from behind a lot, but uh, the guys fought back and played their game and, um, got away with the win we needed that to close out our little homestand because uh yeah yeah if we didn't we'd be looking at a totally different situation so glad we got the win and on to the next one yeah with that win uh that moved us up to second place in the metro uh if we would have lost i believe if if i'm not mistaken we could have dropped as far as sixth uh so Two through Thank seven God. in the Metro is within like four or five points right now. So every point matters for sure. Um, so, uh, but AB, let's take a quick break. Let's get uh, these ad reads done from our sponsors, and then we'll come back and give these quarter season grades. How do you, what do you think? Sounds good. You're listening to Caniac Sessions. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets 100 Excuse me, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before, and you heard AB and I talking about Raycon products just previously in this session uh, because he's using something else and he should be using Raycon. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds. 
known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. In this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to cha charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra, ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have wrapped up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, AB, we're back. We are back. Time to get into some grades. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to grade the, the team overall. We're going to grade the offense and defense separately and the special teams. Mm -hmm. uh, special right. teams broken out between the power play and the penalty kill. And then we're going to go down and we're going to give each and every player on this roster a grade. Um, so we're going to start first with overall team grades. So currently at time of recording, uh, today is November 27th, 2023. We are 20 games into the season. They are second place in the Metro Division in points. They are third place points percentage-wise at 600 uh, behind the Rangers and the Caps. They are 12th place in the NHL and currently possess a zero goal differential. So, A.B., what grade do you give this team overall? For the expectations that all of us had, including myself, I'll give them a C. I'm I'm not I'm not very happy uh with the start um but I'm also not angry at what has transpired so glad we're at least second in the metro um so I'll give him a C Yeah I wasn't too far uh off with that I gave him a C plus uh reason I added the plus there was because given the struggles we are still in the top half of the league. We're still in a playoff position at, you know, American Thanksgiving, which is everybody's benchmark. But, you know, I had to go with the C, like you said, because of expectations and just, you know, I can, I can accept losing a game or several games or whatever. I can accept that. I can accept, you know, an outlier here, an outlier there. But these, the ones I can't accept are like these eggs that we lay in Florida, 5-2, or against Tampa at home, 8-2. That's what I cannot accept. Some of these games, the way they have lost them is mm -hmm. what I am in just disappointed in. Um, mm -hmm. So I went with the C+. Plus. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the offense. So currently the offense has 67 goals. 
that is good for ninth best in the NHL. So top 10 in goals for uh, through 20 games. AB, I gave him a B plus just because goal scoring has been an issue for this team historically. And we found the back of the net for the most part throughout the you know beginning of the season. A lot better than last year. And yeah, so I went with the B plus. I mean, the the amount of goals we're scoring, who is scoring them, well distributed throughout the lineup. So that's what I went with. I, I I'm not far off. I B because uh, it feels like we're can we are a lot better with goal scoring this year, but I feel like we could do a lot better with the talent that we've brought in. So uh, definitely a step forward from last year, but we can continue to hopefully uh, get better because I know this team has what it takes to keep finding the back of the net and to, you know, keep getting players chances and all the goals adding up and reflects to our record. Yeah, agree. And I don't think we scratched the surface yet. I don't think they put together a complete game and that that 67 goals is without the the stall line scoring like hardly at all. So <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. That's know, true. Pretty... All right, moving on to the defense. So currently uh, the def- the defense team defense has allowed 67 goals. That's good for 20th in the NHL in goals against. Um, AB, I gave him a C minus. I don't know. D D plus. D plus. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna let you explain that, and then I'll go back and uh, talk about mine. <laughs> I mean, you saw us at the beginning of the year. Gosh, I can't. <sighs> We let in a ton of goals in the first five or six games. Yeah. And this was supposed to be the best defensive core in the NHL. Uh, And we just – defensive mistakes are so easily pointed out in every single game. And it's not just, uh, you know, there's a couple here. It's – they're they're a lot. And the ones that you point out are the ones that lead to goals. Yeah. So that's why D plus. Yeah, I gave him a C minus. I I didn't want to go all the way down to a D because really they've had they've had moments where you see the potential of this defensive unit shine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gave them the benefit of a doubt because Dmitry Orlov has been trying to find his whatever it is he's trying to find. He's been trying to find it. Um, I gave them the benefit of a doubt because Brett Pesci was hurt. Um, And the pairings were jumbled up trying to figure out, you know, who to play with Brady Shea. Um, You know, whether or not you think the pairings through this point in the season are how they should be is – you know, a song for another time. But um, that's why I went up, up a little bit to the C minus just because I gave them a little, cut them a little slack for those, mainly those two things the Pesci injury and the Orlov um, 
discovery or whatever we want to call it. So yeah, he's still trying to find whatever charm or he's getting there. He's, he's getting yeah, there. he is getting there, but he, he he's got to figure it out soon. I think he is. I think he's there. I think he's getting there. I mean, I just wish he would start contributing. Well, we we'll, get now we'll talk with we'll, later. We'll yeah, we'll yeah, get, we'll yeah. get down there. We'll get there to talk about him. But uh, moving on to the special teams, we'll start with the power play. So currently at the twenty game mark, the power play is tied for eleventh in the NHL at twenty one point six percent. This power play has been operating in the top ten for the majority of the first twenty games but has just fallen outside of the top 10 at 11. Uh, I gave them a B, a B, because I think now, again, we're talking about the first 20 games. Uh, The power play has been, you know, usually if you look in years past, especially last season, the power play was just such a drain, I feel like, on this team because we just could not score on the power play. Zone entry was pathetic for the most part, you know. And this year, that wasn't the case. Yeah, we still saw some spurts with, you know, horrible zone entry, you know, face-offs on the power play, you know, things like that. But for the most part, it's been good, and they've been generating chances and scoring on those chances. So just the simple fact that this power play was operating top 10 for the majority of the first 20 games and is now tied for 11th, uh, I gave him a B. Same with me. Uh, like everything you said, looked a lot better. Uh, I, I wanted a really good power play uh, this year, and we have a good power play. But in order for them to be an A, there are some things they need to work on. I think, um, you know, we're not shooting as much on the power play as we need to. We're looking for it seems like the extra pass. So if we can, you know, cut down on that and, you know, put pucks in the net, I think that, you know, it will definitely help our chances with winning and definitely keep our power play in the top 10, even the top five. Yeah. 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 And we'll see how this, you know, develops over the next 20 games to the mid season point. But you know, Tony D'Angelo ran the power play for the majority of the first 20 games. Uh, now we've mm-hmm. got Brent Burns, who is totally capable, don't get me wrong, but he's not quite Tony D'Angelo on the power play. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we'll see how it kind of, you know, and then we got Jacob Slavin running the second power play, who is eh, at best on the power play. And that's just not his strong suit. But, yes. mm-hmm. you know, we'll just have to. You know, we'll just have to deal with what we have. Um, and, again, we'll cover more of this later when we start talking about the players. But um, moving on to the penalty kill. So, currently, through 20 games, the penalty kill is 23rd in the league at 74.6%. Uh, A.B., I gave him a C. I'll let you give your grade before we elaborate. I gave him a D. Ooh. So disappointed. It was supposed to be one of the. It was supposed to be one of the best defensive cores in the NHL, and our penalty kill is awful. Last year, the past couple of years, it's been great, but this year we're just. I and I get you know new players, uh, especially one on uh, the defense, 
and uh, switching out uh, two defensemen uh, in and out um, could definitely uh, cause a little bit of um, chemistry, uh, not chemistry issues, but definitely not like, I, I, I don't know, but very disappointing from where we were at. Uh, and to be pretty close to bottom of the league, uh, <laughs> that's why it's a D for me. Well, I would not. So I don't want to say that it's – I don't think the penalty kill has been bad. I think it started bad, and I think the Tampa game was bad. And I think that's where a lot of the the decline as far as the ranking goes and the percentage goes. I think a lot of mm-hmm. it skewed based upon the first four games, five games, and the Tampa game where we gave up a 1,000 flipping power play goals, I feel like. So mm-hmm. – <clears throat> I didn't want to totally just write off the penalty kill based upon those two facts. So I gave him a C uh, because there for a while, I think I feel like between game like six and 18, they were killing almost everything. I think we allowed, I want to say it was like, we went on a stretch where we killed like 24 of 26 uh, penalties or something like that. So I didn't want to totally just throw it in the trash. I uh, So I gave him a C. All right. That's as far – that gets us through the team grades. Now we're going to go to the players. And, A.B., we won't spend too much time on each player. We're going to give our grade uh, maybe a sentence or two on why, and then we're going to move on. So we got a whole roster to get through. Um and we are already at 37 minutes or whatever. So starting with Sebastian Ajo. So currently at the 20-game mark, Ajo has five goals, 12 assists, good for 17 points. A.B., I gave him a C plus, mainly because Sebastian Ajo is your, you know, he's your, he's your moneymaker. He's your t- first-line center, and I feel like, it's taken him a while to figure it out. Uh, and I need him to be on the score sheet, mainly the goal scoring sheet, uh, a little more often. See, for me, he was hurt a couple uh, a couple of games, and he just hasn't been the Sebastian Ajo that we know and all assets of his game. So that's why I gave him a C. But he's definitely – Far above that potential. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's trending up, too, so we'll see. All right, moving on to Seth Jarvis, who is tied for the lead in points with Ajo on the team. A.B., I gave him an A. I think, you know, compared to last season and the expectations that he has upon him, I think that he is where he needs to be uh eight goals nine assists 17 points through 20 games uh jarvis has moved beyond the sophomore slump of of last year he's appearing on the score sheet he's scoring some big time goals um trending up he gets an a for me a for me as well uh he's become a lot more physical and the goal scoring and his presence on the ice is far better than his previous two years in the league. So he's trending upwards. 
continuing to do that. So it's an A. Yeah. Yeah. He's taking face offs. He's killing penalties. He's on the power play. I mean, just all situations, 200 foot forward uh, that he's developing into. So it's good to see. All right. Next, my early candidate for at least team comeback player of the year, Tavo mm-hmm. Teravainen, currently 10 goals uh, to lead the team. Five assists. Fifth, that's good for 15 points. Uh, AB, I gave him an A minus, mainly mm-hmm. based on the fact that he is leading the team in goals. Mm-hmm. And just the sheer difference between last season and this season. I mean, he's almost to his total goal amount from the full last season at 20 games. So Mm -hmm. Turbo is himself again. He's making plays. He's scoring goals. He's shooting the puck. He's playing defense. I mean, he is what we need him to be. He's an A-minus for me because I still don't think he's quite at the level that he could be at. So A-minus. B-plus for me. Uh, his first couple of games, he was on fire. Uh, and one of my predictions was that he would get hot super early. And he did. Uh, but I'm kind of starting to notice that, you know, the goals aren't coming uh, as much as they were in the beginning. Um, you know, he's tallying some assists. But, you know, I'm starting to see maybe Teravinen's slowing down just a tiny bit. But I know – but that also isn't true because he's a lot more comfortable than he was last year, and um, he's shooting the puck more uh, than last year, which really has helped him because he has a great shot. So yeah. a B-plus for me. Hopefully he can continue the goals and the points because he is definitely capable of being a 20-plus goal scorer. Yeah, and I I fully expect him to get up up and above twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. We hope mm-hmm. so. Hot take here, real quick. Tara Vine will be at twenty before the All Star break. Ooh. I'll take it. Yeah. Speaking of All Stars, they just the NHL just announced that they're bringing yeah, back that. the All Star draft. I saw that with celebrities. So that'll be interesting. No, 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 no. Like the NHL All-Star Draft. Yeah, I know. But that's saying celebrities are going to be included. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what the NHL defines a celebrity as, but. Justin Bieber or something. Somebody that has (laughs) hockey experience. Chad Kroger. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Uh, Steve Carell play. Steve Carell's not very, not very bad. Well, I don't know if the, I don't know if the celebrities are playing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll cover it. We'll, we'll talk about the all-star game when, when that time comes. But anyway, moving on to these players, Jesperi Kokanyemi, um, who is having a great start to his season. So far at 20 games, seven goals, seven assists, good for 14 points. I gave him an A-, minus, uh, mainly because he is contributing offensively like he failed to do at the beginning of last season, and he's still – that his game is complete for the most part. He is uh, an all-situations guy. Well, he doesn't play much on the PK, but uh, he's on the power play. He's a great 
good 200 foot forward. He's scoring big time goals, um, some game winners, some, you know, he opened the scoring against Columbus the other night for that comeback. So I gave him an A minus, AB. Uh, yeah, I'd say B plus. He's definitely looked a lot better than last year, and he keeps getting better and better as the years go on. He had a tough circumstance in Montreal, uh, but has definitely been thriving uh, with Rod and his coaching staff. Yeah, I think the penalty kill also is uh, what didn't really bring him to A for me, um, but that's no, you know, that's not his fault or anything like that. I think there's some stuff that he can improve to his game. So I'm going to keep him at a B plus for now, but definitely uh, is on the right track. Yeah, for sure. All right. Moving on to Martin Natchez. So currently six goals, eight assists and 14 points. I gave him a B plus mainly because he's still, you know, I couldn't get him quite to an A because he still makes dumb decisions. Sometimes he tries to, to, you know, make magic happen, turns the puck over, you know, some of the things that you just have to deal with with Martin Natchez, but he's still clutch. He still scores big time goals. He is a cheat code in overtime on three on three. So B plus from Martin Natchez for me. Everything you just said and same grain B plus. Awesome. All right, my boy, Andre Svechnikov finally scored against Columbus. So good for one goal, eight assists, good for nine points through 20 games. I wanted, I originally, so I originally gave him a C plus, mm. but then I, I stopped and I said, you know what? This guy came in cold, you know, from an injury that happened in March, you know, rehabbed, all summer through the off season and was like almost ready to go by opening night, which was unheard of so quick. And then, you know, he came in and I'm going to spend just a, an additional minute on this, but he came in to that first game. I don't remember who it was at this point, but that first game that he came back and it just looked like there was no hesitation to his game. He was mm-hmm. coming in full contact, checking into the boards. I mean, throwing his body around. I mean, there was just no hesitation. And it would be totally understandable if there was some hesitation. You know, coming back from an ACL tear, which is a could be a career-changing or, in some cases, career-ending injury. And he just comes in and plays like <laughs> the Andrei Svechnikov that we've come to know and love. And, you know, I mean, everything about his game, even the penalties, like just just came in playing, you know, no with no holding back. So given all that, I bumped his grade up to a B minus mainly because I need I just need him to score more. So that's the only reason that kept me down from an A or a B plus. Yeah, I. um I mean, kind of like you said, um, I gave him a B minus. Um, I was definitely worried that he didn't have, uh, he was going to have the same uh, play style that he did, but he didn't miss the beat. Uh, the goal scoring was what really um, put him at a B minus 
for me because he's had a couple of chances and it looked like he was hesitating in uh, some uh, facets of his game. Um, but contact-wise, he's been great. Uh, glad that he finally got one. And, you know, his assists speak for themselves. And he already has nine points. So I, that's, why I gave, that's why I gave him a uh, B-. minus. Yeah. And hopefully now that he got that one, hopefully the floodgates open and he just starts putting them in the back of the net one after another. Oh, yeah. All right. These next three, I'm going to do them all as one. So yeah. Stahl, Faust, and Martinuk, right? Our great line, third line, whatever you want to call it, the, the Stahl line, the MSF line, whatever. <laughs> They have been great all season as far as the forecheck goes and playing to their identity, right? Uh, Jordan Stahl, so far, one goal, five assists, good for six points. Jesper Faust with two goals, two assists for four points. And Jordan Martinook still hasn't found the back of the net yet, so zero goals on the season, five assists and five points. I gave all, this, I gave all of these guys a B. Um, because they play to their identity. They play the same way every night. They do not take a shift off. They do not take a breath. They are constantly just grinding out top lines, night in, night out, shutting down star superstar players. But the only thing I need them to do is just score a little bit more, right? AB, just a little bit more. If they could do that, they would all have A's. But because of that fact that we just cannot get on the score sheet, they got to be. All of them, uh, Thaw and Foss were B minuses, and Martinuk was a B because uh, everything you said about that line is 100% true. I just feel like Martinuk is, uh, has been the one who has kept that line in the offensive zone uh, hustling. And, you know, the, it follows and. You know, all those guys hustle, but Martin Nook seems to take that extra step um, in some facets of the game. Uh, so that's why I gave him a B, but everything you said, uh, I, I 100% agree with. All right, moving on to Jack Drury. So Jack Drury, is <laughs> one goal, three assists, good for four points. So I really wanted to give this guy the benefit of doubt. I wanted to put him a little bit higher, but I gave him a D. Uh, he's, he was just non-existent for the first 15, 16 games. He's come on as of late. He had a great game against, uh, I believe it was, I think they played great, good against Tampa. They played good against Edmonton, uh, and they, they played really well against, uh, Columbus last night too. So hopefully he's trending upward. Hopefully he continues to find the back of the net. Uh, so if he doesn't, I think it's time to give Pon Ponomarov a shot uh, or replace him somewhere through a trade or some sort. But uh, D. D minus. D minus. I, 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 the Jack Drury experiment isn't working. Uh, he's, a great, he's a good player. It, 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 I, him, from what I've seen, it's just not working. You know, we've gave him chances, and it's time to uh, give somebody like Ponomarov a chance because the Jack Drury experiment is still not working. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with that uh, developing uh, situation there. So moving on to Stefan Nason, who I absolutely love. One of my favorite players on this team is just because mm-hmm. of what he does. And, you know, currently we're looking at five goals, six assists, and 11 points. Uh, I gave him an A- minus because he's playing fourth line minutes and he's still, you know, one of the top scorers. Five, four, five. How, let's see. What is he? One, two, three, four. So fifth on the team, sixth on the team in points, seventh maybe. Anyway, um, some of that's power play time, but this guy just, man, he just works hard every night. You know what you're going to get from him. He's a force around the net. He gets into the dirty areas and, you know, he's physical and he's turning, he, he's kind of turning into a little bit of a pest on the ice, which I like. Uh, we saw some of that from him last year, but even more so this year. Uh, I love Steph Nason. Just absolute love the guy. So, A minus. Uh, same thing for me. I mean, Stefan Nason is so good. Uh, at the, at the, um, at the place he plays, I don't think he should be playing fourth line. Um, but the way Rod uh, uh, moves his lines around, it just works. And, you know, Nason's part of the power play and in front of the net. He, he's so great to have on a, on our team. And, yeah, I mean, A, a, a minus for me. Right on. All right. Newcomer, Michael Bunting. So through 20 games, four goals, eight assists, and 12 points. I gave him a B minus. Um, I think he is the player we thought he is. He's been mm-hmm. doing, he's been playing the way we thought he would play. I just had to go with a B minus because I would like for him. And <laughs> I mean, he's got 12 points, but I would like for him to score a little more. Um, he's had opportunities where he's hit the post. Uh, whiffed on some pucks, different things like that. Um, B minus, but I think he is playing really well. Uh, his minutes have also been diminished a little bit, playing some fourth line, but you know he's doing well there. So, yeah, uh, he came in for a reason, and he's definitely uh, living up to expectations for me. Uh, I gave him a B uh, for the fact that. You know, he's a pest, and he can back it up. So, you know, the way he's the way he's been playing, he's scrappy. He can score. Um, that's why I gave him a B, and, you know, I feel like his progress is going to keep trending upward. Yeah. All right. So the last forward we have on here is Brendan Lemieux. Uh, he hasn't played much. Mm-hmm. He's been scratched the majority of the season, but he got did get a goal against the Kings. Uh, so one goal, no assists, good for one point. I gave him a D just because, man. I mean, yeah, he's a he's kind of a he he, he plays that enforcer role, quote unquote, or whatever. But um, uh-huh. just the fact, you know, he's taking a ton of penalties. Um, he's leading the team in penalty minutes, and he's been scratched half the season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, D, yeah, I mean, just there's just not much there as far as hockey goes. So, 
Uh, D plus. I love uh, physical players, and I love people that are pests. And uh, he's definitely one of them. Um, and his first game, he scored a goal. Uh, but yeah, uh, staying uh, out of the box. But again, his role is to just be a pest. Yeah. Uh, but just a short sample size for him. But uh, that's why I have him in the D plus. All right, now to the defense. So we'll start with none other than Jacob Slavin. Uh, he started off so hot. Three mm-hmm. goals, eight assists, 11 points, and a lot of that was before he started, you know, quarterback in the second power play unit. Matter of fact, I think all of it was. I don't know if he's had a if they, if that unit scored a power play goal since he's been running it or not, but um, 11 points for Slavin. I gave him an A. You know, he – I didn't give him an A plus, which is would be the top grade because he's had you know he's had a night or two where he's been off, which everybody's allowed to have. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's been some nights where he is, you know, he just had a rough night, I guess. And um, but he's scoring. He's on, you know, he's showing up on the score sheet, night in, night out. Keep it up, Slavo, and I gave him an A. Uh, yeah, uh, same with me. Uh, Slavin definitely he has that new blade on his stick and you know he 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 definitely has more confidence offensively uh, at least the first couple of games it's kind of slowed down a little bit um, in my opinion um, but he does not belong on the uh, first power play unit I'll say that you can come after me I don't think he <laughs> needs to be up on that first unit or second unit um, but yeah he's Jacob Slavin best defensive Defenseman in the NHL with that new blade, uh, he's getting better offensively, and he's got more confidence. So that's why he's an A for me. Yeah. All right, moving on to the alpha male of our species, as AB likes to call him, Brent Burns. Five goals, four assists, through uh, good for nine points through 20 games. I gave him a B uh, just because I'd like to see him – I'd like to see him – of course, he's got five goals. I mean, he's a defenseman. So I was going to say I'd like to see him score more goals, but, I mean, really. He already has five. Yeah, it's been fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, B, just because there's been some defensive miscues or missteps or whatever you want to call them. I recall some bad turnovers that have led to, you know, breakaways and things of that nature. So, um, but I – I do not think Brent Burns is losing a step, though. I do not. So I just think that there's been some bad moments. Uh, but a B. Brent Burns is still definitely the alpha male of our species. He's not as fast as I wanted him to uh, start off this year. But he's definitely getting more into a groove as time goes on. Defensively, he's been kind of a little controversial. So, but he's getting, he's still solid defensively. You know, offensively, he's great. Five goals uh, for a defenseman is ridiculous. Um, Through 20 games, too, yeah. That's why. That's why I gave him a. What did I give him again? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, I gave him a B, just like you did, because 
he's alpha male of our species and he's going to keep getting better. <laughs> All right. Brady Shea, uh, three goals, 11 assists, Gosh, 11 assists. And he doesn't have any power play time. Uh, good for 14 points. I gave him a B. Um, I feel like, and I'll talk about this in a minute with his, um, defensive mate here, but I think that <clears throat> there has been some, I, I feel like that pairing, uh, between Pesci and Shea have been exposed at certain points so far. And, um, but I, I gave him a B because he is, you know, showing up on the score sheet night in, night out. He's still a solid defenseman. Um, he still has plays good D has good moments. So B. Same with me. Brady Shea is great offensively. Defensively is where it's been the question mark for me. He's getting a little bit better, but the offense speaks for itself, and he's doing his job, so that's why he's a B for me. Brett Pesci, one goal, one assist for two points. He was injured for about a month mm -hmm. of the season, so I took that into account. But I gave him a C. Um, I just think that he's – I think he's struggling at certain points uh, against different teams. And, you know, he does play against top lines very often. I mean, that, that Jay Pesci pairing is often deployed with the stall line playing the, you know, the McDavid's of the world. But – um yeah. I just don't feel like he has been Brett Pesci of years past. And I think he is trending up. I think he will get there. But through the first 20 games, I got to give him a C. Same with me. I, I don't know. I don't have enough to really give him a fair grade because of that injury. He definitely doesn't look like himself. So hopefully he'll turn that around. I just can't really get a good, you know, read on yeah. his play right now. So that's why he's at a C. Dmitry Orlov, one goal, six assists, good for seven points through 20 games. I gave him a D plus, AB. Uh, I, I hate to do this, but I think he deserves a D plus. Um, mm -hmm. I think the last three games is what took him from a D to a D plus for me because he's played well. And, mm -hmm. but I don't think, you know, I remember D Dmitry Orlov for the Cavs when he, you know, the years that he played there and just, I mean, the guy was just everything you wanted out of a defenseman. I mean, physical sc scoring, you know, the whole, the whole package. And I don't feel like we've gotten mm -hmm. that yet. Um, we're going to get it. I'm fully expecting him to be, you know, a B by the midseason. So, uh, but mm -hmm. currently a D plus. Same with me because of the really tough start he had. He's trending upwards offensively, and his defense is getting a lot better. Physical player. He's a lot smarter than he was in the first couple of games. So that's why he's a D plus for me. But like you said, he'll be a B towards the end of the season. Yeah, I wish he would just get his shot off just a little bit quicker. I feel like he that is when true. He shoot, when he shoots, everybody in the arena knows he's going to do it. So, he puts it in the right spots, though. It's just he just doesn't pull the trigger soon enough. 
Yeah. All right. So let's get through these last two defensemen. Tony D'Angelo mm-hmm. currently one goal, six assists for seven points. Uh, I gave him a D. He has been constantly and continuously exposed defensively. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he. I feel like he got better as, you know, the first – I feel like his second eight games were better than his first eight games, uh, defensively, defensively anyway. But I gave him a D because of that reason. And, um, yes, he was good on the power play. And the power play, you know, the power play was top ten, but none of that translated to his scoring. So a lot of that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't scoring on those power play goals somehow. Like you know, even mm-hmm. assists. So I don't, I don't really know how that, how that happened, or how that happens. But, um, yeah, I gave him a D mainly because I feel like the defense was so bad, and the five on five play just wasn't there. Um, so really, the only element that we had from him was the power play. So D, D plus because the power play I don't think would be at the rank it's at right now without D'Angelo quarterbacking it. He, he, that his offensive capability is so good. And he, just the defense, the defensive paralysis to his game is such a big red flag uh, right now. D plus power play wouldn't be as, good as it was without him quarterbacking it, in my opinion. Yeah, fair. All right, last defenseman, Jalen Chatfield. One goal, three assists, good for four points through 20 games. Actually, no, he didn't play 20 games. Um, he's I, He might only have five games, maybe? Six games? I don't think five. I think it's more than that. I don't know. Well, yeah, because there was some – at the beginning of the year, they were playing 11-7, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, uh, I gave him a B just because he has really, you know, since Rod has put Jalen Chatfield with Dmitry Orlov, I feel like that's allowed Orlov the opportunity to work through his stuff, right? Because Jalen Chatfield can kind of make up defensively for Orlov's mistakes as he is working through learning the system and so on and so forth. So, Jalen Chatfield's fast. He's got great recovery. Mm-hmm. He, um, great use of his stick, blocks shots, kills. I mean, just he's great defenseman. And I think that they're, I think that his offense is coming along. And I think that his, you know, his scoring will increase as well. But through the first quarter of the season, I gave him a B. C plus because. I, I just don't have a, enough of a sample size because he hasn't played all of the games like some of the players on this list or a majority of the games like uh, players on this list. So C-plus because he's just so good defensively and he's helped Orloff out defensively. Uh, and I really like the offensive-defensive and the defensive-defensive aspect to a pairing. So yeah. C plus for me. I I know Chatfield's going to go up. It's just 
defense is what he's very, very good at. For sure. All right, now to the goaltenders, and we need to get through this quick. Uh, we're, we are coming up on an hour 10, so let's get through these goaltenders, recap, or do some game previews, and then uh, get to bed, A.B. So Freddie Anderson, who is, who is currently out dealing with his blood clotting issue, no updates on him mm-hmm. in a while since really the news broke, but um, through the six games that he played in the beginning of the season – He's sitting at 2.87 goals against average uh, with an 894 save percentage. Uh, through his six games, he was 4-1. and one. Uh, There was that one game that he got hit in the mask where he was pulled early uh, so that he mm-hmm. that didn't show up on his record. Um, I gave him a B. I think that in the beginning of the season, the games he played, he was winning. Uh, the games that we were winning when, you know, through that, that first rough Western road trip, uh, the ones we won, I feel like Anderson had something to do with it, and I feel like he was solid. Um, so I gave him a B. I gave him a B as well. I really like Anderson. It sucks what happened uh, to him. Hopefully uh, he makes a full recovery, and yeah, everything you said, uh, yeah, B. Yeah, with the with the rough start for the defense, he was still – Mm-hmm. Backstopping. Anyway, Auntie Ranta. Um, Ten games played uh, with a 6-3 record, 3.47 goals against average, an 8.54 save percentage. And I feel like his goals against and his save percentages are skewed because of that Tampa game <laughs> where he was in the net the entire night. But I uh, gave him a C. He just, man, he is either on fire or he is just rock bottom. I mean, I feel like there's a lot in between with Auntie, but uh, I gave him a C. I was going to give him a C, but then well, after we made the grades was after the uh, Tampa game happened. Yeah. And, yeah, that save percentage during that game <laughs> – so I that's why I gave him a C minus. Like you said, he becomes elite when he's on his game. Yeah. But the minute he's off of it, he looks awful. Awful. So C C C minus for me. All right, Piotr Kachekov. Uh he's currently played seven games, but he has a two and four record. Uh, he's at a 2.91 goals against average with an 881 save percentage. Um, and his two wins have come in a shutout against the Lightning and mm-hmm. the Columbus game last night. So I gave him a B minus mm-hmm. because he had a rough he had a rough uh, start to the year, and maybe some of that mm-hmm. was just the fact that he didn't know whether he's going to be in Raleigh or whether they were sending him. Ended up in Syracuse playing for the Crunch uh, in the AHL for a while. I don't think he stayed there that long until he was right back here. I think he needs to just get settled in. Um, he needs some to get some consecutive starts, and I think we'll see his numbers improve. And as the team improves as well, uh, he, he will improve also. But he's been solid. I mean, you can't really say that he's been garbage or anything. So I gave him a B-minus. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like he is figuring it out 
and I hope we get one of those runs like he had last season. Well, the reason I gave him a C plus is one I haven't seen as much uh, from him uh, game wise as Ronta and Anderson because obviously with Anderson and that um, injury was a huge blow, but to have Kochetkov as an option for goaltenders is huge. When we played against Colorado, I think he was the starter, and he didn't look that bad. It's just that was when the defense was really starting to get exposed. Um, And we had those losses against Anaheim, and then we won against San Jose, and then we went on that um, losing streak for a couple of games. So Kochekov is definitely the goalie of the future. He's the future number one. Uh, this is his chance to really prove himself. Uh, that's why I'll give him a C plus. You know, I know in a couple games from now he's going to be a lot higher. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the quarter season grades. I feel like we were kind of on the same page for the most part. So um, we will keep these, and then we will mm-hmm. compare them to the mid season grades. And we'll see how they've improved and uh, declined or whatever it is. But before we get out of here real quick, let's preview some of these games coming up this week. Um, and then call it a night. So tonight, as you are listening to this, Tuesday night, uh, 7.30 puck drop in Philadelphia. This will be the third of the four games this season against the Flyers. Uh, the next and final game will be played not until March 21st, um, but it'll be at PNC Arena. So far mm-hmm. this season series, the Canes are 1-1. One and one. We won game one in Philly 3-2 and lost game two in Raleigh 3-1 to one back on, you know, a week and a half ago. Um, Carolina is the current favorite as you are listening, to, you know, as a recording, uh, as a negative 165 on the money line and a one-and-a-half goal favorite uh, on the puck line at recording. This game is nationally mm-hmm. televised. It will not be on Bally. So it's uh, hockey night on ESPN Plus and Hulu. That's why it's a 7.30 puck drop. Um, assuming we'll see Cooch in the net. Uh, he was in the starters crease at practice Monday morning. Not sure if that means mm-hmm. anything, but um, I bet he starts tomorrow. No changes in the forward lines at practice Monday morning before their flight to Philly. Svetch did not practice, but uh, Brendan Moore did confirm post-practice that it was just a maintenance day for him. Um, so Philly's last game was on Saturday. It was a one-out shootout win over the Islanders. Uh, Samuel Erson made 25 saves on 25 shots to earn a shutout over the Islanders. Um, assuming that we'll see Carter Hart for the game versus Carolina tomorrow night, uh, given the fact that he did not play, uh, Varlamov played in their last game. So assuming we'll see him back for uh, Philly. Philly mm-hmm. is 6-4-0 in their last 10 games, which is the same as Carolina. Uh, they have a plus six goal differential. And as we talked about before, Carolina is currently zero. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a win in this game. Uh, we need the points. We need to stay ahead of Philly. Uh, AB, walk us through our 
Thursday night game against the Islanders. So obviously the we're going to New York again. We played the Islanders in New York last time, didn't we? No, it's here. No, this, this is a home it's game. It's here. Yeah, home game. It's here. It's here. Yep. So it's the second of four games uh, versus the Islanders this year. We won the first one uh, in overtime from Sebastian Ajo, and we erased a three-goal deficit. It's also nationally televised, uh, ESPN Plus, Hulu, Hockey Night, 7.30 puck drop. Uh, the Islanders will be coming off a Tuesday night game against the Devils before arriving in Raleigh. The Islanders are 3-4-3 three, and three in their last 10 as of recording with a minus 10 gold differential. Yeah. Assuming we'll probably see Sorokin and Net, but we could also see Varlarmov. Both of those goaltenders are great, but I'd much rather face Varlarmov than Sorokin. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, last but not least, walk us through the Buffalo. Yeah. So game Saturday on night. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night uh, on December second. Back to a seven o'clock puck drop, not nationally televised the way I prefer. Oh, it. thank God. <laughs> Against the Sabres. This will be the second of the three games we play Buffalo this year. Uh, currently, this series, this season, the Canes are one and oh, one oh and oh. They won game mm. one at PNC, three two in overtime on a Martin Natchez overtime winner. Uh, it's a normal broadcast, like we talked about. Buffalo is four, four and two in their last 10 as of recording with a negative 11 gold differential. So the Canes will wrap up these three games, uh, like I said, away at Philadelphia and then home against the Islanders and the Sabres. And then they're going to take off uh, to Canada for a five-game road trip starting Monday, the 4th of December. They're going to go to Winnipeg to play the Jets, hit up Edmonton and Calgary through Alberta, then head over and play Vancouver, and then back east to wrap up the Canadian tour in Ottawa. Then they will make a stop in Detroit uh, before coming back to Raleigh. Uh, so six games on this road trip, and then they'll be back to PNC Arena on Friday night, the 15th of December, to play Nashville. So that's what you're looking at between now and then. And, A.B., I think we're done. Yeah. It's time for bed. Time for bed. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, take us out. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to session 18 of Caniac Sessions. If you want to find us on X, Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you can see us, I don't know how many social media stuff or you know listening platforms we're on, but I know we're on a lot. So. Uh, follow us on there at Caniac Sessions. Like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends, tell your grandparents, tell your aunts, uncles, cousins, friends. Tell everybody. You can follow me on X at AB Caniac Session, and you can follow Griff on X at M underscore Griff 10. Thank you so much for listening to session 18, and we will see you in session 19. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Caniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Canes news or to interact with Griffin AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Caniac Sessions. Let's go Canes! Let's go Canes!